Hello, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center. That's in Random Lake, Wisconsin. So glad to have you with us here today for our congregation at prayer. And there's the bell. <laughs> our Congregation of Prayer today continues with the Gospel according to St. Matthew. That's where our catechesis will be, now into chapter 14. So we're moving out of the parables uh, into a more narrative section. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The memory verse for this week, say it with me. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18. We pray our psalm. Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you, you are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer, listen to my plea for grace. In the day of my trouble I call upon you, for you answer me. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever. For great is your steadfast love toward me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. O God, insolent men have risen up against me. A band of ruthless men seek my life, and they do not set you before them. But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Turn to me and be gracious to me give your servant or give strength your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant show me a sign of your favor that those who hate me may see and be put to shame because you lord have helped me and comforted me glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever Amen. Our first reading today is a continuation from 
Isaiah chapter, uh, well, picking up from chapter 36 into verse 37. Chapter 37, excuse me. And so it was when King Hezekiah heard it that he tore his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. Then he sent Eliakim, who was over the household, Shebna the scribe, and the elders of the priests, covered with sackcloth, to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz. And they said to him, Thus says Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble and rebuke and blasphemy. For the children have come to birth, but there is no strength to bring them forth. It may be that the Lord your God will hear the words of the Rabshakeh, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to reproach the living God, and will rebuke the words which the Lord your God has heard. Therefore lift up your prayer for the remnant that is left. So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said to them, Thus you say, you shall say to your master, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid of the words which you have heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Surely I will send a spirit upon him, and he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. Then the Rabshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria warring against Libna, for he had heard that he had departed from Lachish. And the king heard concerning Tiraka, king of Ethiopia, quote, He has come out to make war with you. So when he heard it, he sent messengers to Hezekiah, saying, Thus you shall speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Do not let your God in whom you trust deceive you, saying, Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Look, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the lands by utterly destroying them. Shall you be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered those whom my fathers have destroyed, Gazan and Hauran and Rezef, excuse me, and the people of Eden who were in Telassar? Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king and the king of Sepharavim, Hena and Iva? And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Then Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see, and hear all the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to reproach the living God. Truly, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste all the nations of their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they destroyed them. And Now therefore, O Lord our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord, you alone. There ends the reading. And now our reading from Matthew 14. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the report about Jesus and said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. For Herod had laid hold of John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, 
his brother Philip's wife, because John had said to put him, or said to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. And although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude, because they had counted, or counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Therefore, he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. So she, having been prompted by her mother, said, Give me John the Baptist's head here on a platter. And the king was sorry. Nevertheless, because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he commanded it to be given to her. So he sent and had John beheaded in prison, and his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. Then his disciples came and took away the body and buried it, and went and told Jesus. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. There ends the reading. So, some catechesis on this text. A little questions and answers. All right. So, uh, who heard about Jesus? To begin our reading. That's right, it's Herod, the Tetrarch. And what did Herod say about Jesus? He was John the Baptist, raised from the dead. Uh, how did he get confused about that? Why did you think Herod thought this? Well, it's because the message of John the Baptist and the message, message of Jesus were the same, easily confused, right? Think of uh, what John said, uh, Matthew 3, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then, as was spoken by the mouth of the prophet Isaiah. Um, then think of Jesus, just in the very next chapter, in chapter 4. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right, so uh, same preaching, maybe same person. Um, I wonder too if uh, Herod had not also uh, heard Jesus speak of the or heard that Jesus had spoken of the resurrection of the body, right? Or even Jesus's own resurrection. But he certainly believes that it's possible that John rose from the dead, and that's something. All right. Uh, why had Herod put John in prison? What does he say here, Matthew? For the sake, verse 3, of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, right? Because what had John told Herod? John, um, always tactful, speaks the truth, right? It's not lawful for him to take his brother's wife, right? Now, what had Herod wanted uh, to do? To put John to death, but why hadn't he on well, he feared the crowds, right? Remember all of the surrounding region around uh, the sea, or excuse me, around the river, uh, and even from Jerusalem had come out to John in the wilderness. So he feared the crowds who thought John was, as it said there, uh, a prophet. Verse 5. Um, but then the story of his birthday. What happened on Herod's birthday? Yeah, the daughter of Herodias had danced for him, and it pleased him. A little bit of a euphemism there for you adults. Uh, what did Herod promise on an oath then to the girl, having been pleased, quote-unquote? Yeah, that he would give her whatever she asked. Um, not knowing what to ask, I suppose. 
Um, she asks her mother, right? And what does her mother tell her to ask for? She too uh, is upset with John's word, right? So she asks for the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Um, how does Herod react? This is interesting. Yeah, it says in verse 9, he was sorry. <laughs> it wasn't quite what he had in mind, right? But he ordered it to be done, right? Because he had made an oath. He sworn an oath. And John's head was, yeah, brought to him on a silver platter to the girl who took it to her mother. Pretty gruesome, right? And what happened to John's body? Yeah, John's disciples uh, came and took the body, buried it, and went and told Jesus. What did Jesus do when he heard that Herod thought he was John come back to life? Yeah, he went off to a deserted place by himself, certainly to grieve his friend John, or cousin even, and then uh, I think maybe to consider, you know, what would be the next course of action as a response. Meditation on this text. Jesus' words about a prophet not being honored in his own country, remember that was yesterday in chapter 13, are about John and about himself. John's head was taken from him in order to silence him. But the voice of the prophet, who is his head, remember we talked about headship uh, Wednesday night, the prophet who, uh, the voice of the prophet who is his head still speaks. The daughter and her mother seek to eat of a different table than the Canaanite woman who comes to Jesus in Matthew 15. Herod serves the head of the dead prophet upon a platter, but that does not satisfy. The prophet Jesus will feed the multitudes and then offer the greater food of his body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. This is the true feast of the true king of the Jews who summons us to eat at his table. Even the scraps from the table are satisfying. Our Lord, too, was buried, but the tomb could not contain him. So eating his body and drinking his blood is to receive life and salvation for our bodies. It's an interesting thought, right? To think of John's head on a platter as, as a meal, but a meal that doesn't satisfy. Yeah, we think the woman was pretty hateful. I see the comment here. Um, Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Um, actually, this isn't all that terribly uncommon. Off with her head. Um, unfortunately, this kind of brutality. We confess our catechism for this week from the Office of the Keys. What is the Office of the Keys? The Office of the Keys is that special authority which Christ has given to his church on earth to forgive the sins of repentant sinners, but to withhold forgiveness from the unrepentant as long as they do not repent. Where is this written? This is what St. John the Evangelist writes in chapter 20. The Lord Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. What do you believe according to these words? I believe that when the called ministers of Christ deal with us by his divine command, in particular when they exclude openly unrepentant sinners from the Christian congregation and absolve those who repent of their sins and want to do better, this is just as valid and certain, even in heaven, as if Christ, our dear Lord, dealt with us himself. We pray. O Lord Jesus, you gave the gift of the Holy Spirit to your disciples and promised that they 
forgive if they forgive anyone his sins they are forgiven and if they do not forgive them they are not forgiven grant us to believe your promise so that we receive the ministry of our pastors in repentant faith and with confidence that they are speaking on your behalf and for the sake of our souls salvation in your holy name we pray amen and we pray heavenly father i thank you for the gift of the office of the holy ministry Give faithfulness to my pastor as he calls me to repentance and faith in your Son. Strengthen me to believe that when my pastor deals with me by Christ's divine command, whether he excludes me from the Lord's Supper for a time in order to call me to repentance, or absolves me when by the grace of God I repent of my sins and want to do better, this is just as valid and certain, even in heaven, as if Christ, my dear Lord, dealt with me himself. Through the same Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Amen. We pray today for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for its spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted, and for the sick and dying. Pray especially for our first responders, doctors, nurses, and all who work in nursing homes and hospitals. We pray for an end to all of our anxious thoughts and constant worry, that God would provide peace and joy in every circumstance. We pray for deliverance from pestilence, sedition, and from rebellion. We pray for our military personnel. Today, we also pray for those who celebrate um, the gift of life that they receive from their Lord, Tom Heidemann, Summer Lang, and Cora Tischer. We pray in thanksgiving for the gift of healing to Barbara Kahn. We pray in thanksgiving for the gift of our teacher, Cassie Makala, who is moving on to a new field of service, and we thank God for her time here. We also pray uh, for those who are suffering due to illness, that God would grant healing to their bodies, especially Marcella, Jan, David, Carol, Brad, Janet, Carol, and Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, and Aaron. We pray for those who are grieving, especially Ruth McKenna at the death of her sister. Pray for those who are isolated at home or homebound in nursing home, Willis and Janice, Mickey and Bev. And we pray for our missionaries, the Federowitz family. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. O God, you have prepared for those who love you good things that surpass all understanding. Pour into our hearts such love toward you that we, loving you above all things, may obtain your promises, which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray the prayer our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. 
Now, uh, as we've been doing, we're going to sing the hymn at the end. Um, this is because Luther actually instructs us um, in the orders for morning and evening prayer uh, to go about your works singing a hymn, right, at the end. Uh, so we'll leave it with a hymn. Here we go.
right, there's our congregation at prayer today for July 17th, 2020. So glad to have you with us. Uh, I did make an adjustment to the way that the stream works. And rather than it becoming pixelated and kind of blocky, uh, I chose instead to just have it, I'll just freeze occasionally <laughs> when the data rate drops too low. And then the video will catch up when I'm, um, when the internet quality is up. I think most of the time it looks like it worked pretty well. Only 5.6% of the time did it have to lose frames in order to uh, keep up with the data. So that's pretty close. Most of the time, I, you probably didn't even notice. So Lord be with you all here today uh, on this Friday. We'll have Congregation at Prayer tomorrow morning on Saturday. And then, of course, uh, join us in person for Divine Service on Sunday. Or if um, due to medical or other needs, you're unable to join us on Sunday, or you're out of town, or you're not um, in the area, um, of course, you can join us Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Central, uh, for our Divine Service streaming. All right, so Lord be with you all, and we'll see you again tomorrow.